listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tbcweb.com. It's a real honor and a privilege to be with you. And uh, I want you to know that today God is up to something. How many of you know that God is up to something? It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it appears to be. Uh, God is always up to something. And God has always been up to something. The story that I want to share with you today God was up to something. So would you join me in the reading of God's word? It's going to be found in 1 Samuel chapter 16, and I'm going to read from verse 1 to 13. It says, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one that I indicate. And Samuel did what the Lord said. And when he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. And they asked him, do you come in peace? And Samuel replied, yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice. And then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. And when they arrived, Samuel saw Elab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointing stands here before me. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance, his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look on the things that people look at but on the out on the not on the outward appearances but the Lord looks at the heart and then Jesse called Abinadad and had him pass in front of Samuel and Samuel said the Lord has not chosen this one either and then Jesse had Shammah pass and but what Samuel said nor has the Lord chosen this one and then Jesse had his seven sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen these. And so he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you got? Well, there is still the youngest, Jesse answered, but he's tending the sheep. And Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. And so he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing in health. He had a fine appearance and handsome features. And then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. And so Samuel took the horn of oil 
and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. And Samuel then went to Ramah. You know, in our lives, there are things that God gives to us. God answers our prayers. The nation of Israel had been praying for a king. And Samuel was really insulted by it because to that point, he had been leading the nation through God's inspiration. Whatever God told him, that's what he told the nation. And the, and the nation of Israel said, no, we want to have a king because we want to be like all the other nations. We want the appearance that everybody else has. And we have to be careful with the appearances because they got what they wanted. And when they got what they wanted, it didn't turn out to be what it, they thought it was going to be. God warned them and says, when you get this king, he's not going to be what you think he is. And they prayed and they prayed and they got the king. I want to ask you, is there something that you prayed and prayed and prayed for and when you got it, amen, it wasn't what you thought it was. Amen. Now, if you're sitting next to her right now, or him, you should keep your mouth shut and act like you don't know what I'm talking about. But there are times when we beg God for things and we get them and then all of a sudden they go bad. They go bad. And so this passage starts out with God coming to Samuel because Samuel had invested in Saul. He wanted to make sure that it worked. He tried to do everything that he could to lead and guide so that he would be a good king, a good king on the inside because remember he was tall and handsome. He looked good. He smelled good. Everybody thought he was a great guy and now God had rejected him. There are some things that only have a season in our lives. And God says, listen, how long will you mourn? How long will you mourn over something that I have said is over? And I want to ask you the question. How long will you mourn over something that got broke? How long will you mourn over something that was wonderful in a season, but it ain't wonderful no more? How long will you be stuck in the past of the blessings of the past how long will you be stuck in that he says listen what I need you to do is I need you to get up and I need you to go and I need you to go and anoint a new king for me listen God's got new things for us God's got new things for us today, and God's got new things for us tomorrow. But to get to what God has for you, you're going to have to stop mourning over the past and get up and go. Now he says, I'll take you to Jesse's house, 
and then I'll show you what to do. Sometimes you got to go before you can figure it all out. Just say, listen, I'm not going to keep crying over yesterday. And I'm telling you, I understand mourning over a, a loved one. But you're going to get them back. Let me go to this side and say it. <laughs> you're going to get them back. You ought to be praising over that. How long will you mourn? Listen, it's time to get up. And when you get up, he says, listen, I can't go because if I go and Saul hears about this, he's going to kill me. Sometimes you got to make a move in spite of the fact that it seems like it might hurt you. you got to take a risk on God. Because God's got something for you. But listen, to get to that thing, you're going to have to have a sacrifice. He says, go and say, I'm coming to bring a sacrifice. What are you willing to sacrifice to get to where God wants you to go? Something's got to go. You want a better education? You're going to have to sacrifice your fun. That didn't go over so well, so let me see. If you want a great marriage, you're going to have to sacrifice some of your time with the boys. That went over a little bit better. Let me go a little bit farther, and I know it's going to hurt a little bit, okay? If you want a tremendous marriage, sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice what mama said. <laughs> so sacrifice is deeply involved in moving forward. And I want you to know, Christ made a sacrifice so that you can move forward. Amen. So once they go to the sacrifice, all of a sudden he calls Jesse, calls the elders together. And when Jesse shows up, he's got seven boys with him. The oldest one is Elab. Now Elab is in the nature of what the Old Testament calls the progenitor. The progenitor is where the elder son always gets everything. We see this throughout the book of Genesis. But God is constantly going against the world system of progenitor. He chooses Abel instead of Cain. He chooses Jacob instead of Esau. He chooses Leah as opposed to beautiful Rachel. You know, God is constantly going against that system, and he's going to do it right here again. So Elab comes before Samuel, and it says that he is strapping, he's big, you know, he's a man's man. And in those days, that's the guy that became king. And God says to Samuel, Samuel says, listen, he thought to himself, this got to be the one. And God says to him, nope, 
And then he says something critically important. Man looks on the outward appearances, but the Lord looks on the heart. So let me ask you a question. Do you look on outward appearances? And it's hard not to do in this day. Because if you're on Instagram, there's nothing but pictures. Social media is all about images. You see somebody on Facebook and you see the pictures from their vacation and you're thinking, why are my vacations like that? Because they give you the best times ever. You don't see the bad stuff. So man looks on the outward appearances. So God has given us a window into how he sees things. And he says, listen, man has a tendency to look what's on the outside. But God looks at what's on the inside. He looks into the heart. Let me ask you a question. What's in your heart? Because you got to look in for that. Are you following your heart? Are you following appearances? Are you trying to keep up with the Joneses? Are you following the Spirit of God that is deep down in your heart. This is a day to recalibrate and refocus because we live in a world where appearances are everything. The person who got the money, the person who got the look, the lady who's had her face, I mean, refigured uh, 45 different times that even her husband doesn't know who she is anymore. <laughs> and we think, well, I don't look like that. And then Samuel says, the Lord hasn't chosen any of these. Don't you have any other sons? And he said, well, I got one. But he's on the backside of the desert taking care of sheep. I want you to think about this for a second. He didn't even get called to the sacrifice. You talking about a black sheep of the family? He was a real, out of sight, out of mind, no potential, nothing good's ever going to happen because he's not even one of the seven, which is a divine number, but he's the eighth son. And here he is on the backside of the desert I want you to know that you might feel like you're on the backside of the desert. You may feel like you're on the backside of the desert at your job. You may feel that you're on the backside of the desert in your family. You may feel that you're on the backside of the desert in your community. But I want you to know that God is always up to something. God is always up to something in your life. And while you're there, on the back side of the desert, God was actually working in David's life. When nobody was looking, when nobody was applauding, when nobody was saying, boy," when nobody even 
thought that what he was doing was that significant. It was in those moments that he was learning how to be a king. Do not despise the day of small things because God is always at work when you appear to be incognito. And so here he was practicing for kingship with sheep. He was preparing to defeat Goliath by taking care of the bear when it attacked the sheep, by taking care of the lion when it attacked the sheep. Listen, every moment in your life is the seed of your future. It is the seed of your blessing. Please don't think that that is just what's happening now. And when I get to the next point, it's going to be a more important time because all things are connected together. And so here he is back there preparing to be king. Preparing to be king. And so at that moment, he came before Samuel. And when Samuel saw him, the Lord spoke to him and says, rise and anoint him. Rise and anoint him. This is the new king. And Samuel took his horn of oil and he poured it on him. Listen, the anointing, the anointing is what you need. The anointing to do your job. The anointing to be a good mom. The anointing to be father of the year. The anointing is what we need in our lives. Psalm 139 says it this way. All of your days have been ordained before one of them came to pass. I knew you when you were in your mother's womb. I have always had my eyes on you. God is saying that. I have always had my eyes on you. And I love you with an everlasting love. And I've got a plan and a purpose for your life. And it has nothing to do with appearances. It has to do with what I'm trying to do in your heart. And that word for I have anointed, I have ordained. Ordained and anointed is the same word. You have been ordained. Your days have been ordained. Your life is a book. And your book is a bestseller in heaven. You should get to know your book. Because God wrote a book on you and he's got a chapter one plan and he's got a chapter two plan and he's got a chapter three plan. And sometime to get to chapter four, you're going to have to let chapter three go. And your days are anointed. This is what God has planned and purpose. Go with God's plan. And so Samuel now takes the oil pours it on David and when he pours the oil on him the scripture says that the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him listen the English doesn't really convey this real well but let me share with you what it means in the Hebrew 
It's not that it just came powerfully on him, but the scripture says it rushed on him. Listen, you need the spirit of the Lord to rush into your life because you've been called, you've been chosen. When, when Samuel goes to Jesse's house, the Lord says to him, I have chosen one of Jesse's sons to be the next king. The Hebrew word is, I see. I didn't go any, meeny, miny, mo, and then pick one. But I looked at Jesse's sons, and in one of them, I see a king. When God looks in your life, what does he see? What does he see? And what are you presenting to him? The way you look? The way you fit into society? What does he see when he look into your heart? You've been anointed. You've been called. You've been chosen for such times as these. Let the light of God shine brightly through you. Don't be dominated by the world and what's happening in the world, but be dominated by the voice, the power, and the written book of God that has been written on each one of us. Amen? Would you bow with me and pray? Lord, we thank you that you have called. Not only did you call, but you've chosen. And not only did you choose, but you saw. You saw us. And then you wrote a book on us. And it's a good book. All of your thoughts toward us are wonderful and too many to count. You've said in your word. Lord, help us to see ourselves the way you see us. And then, Lord, help us to seek for significance and not appearances. And, Lord, we just want to thank you and give you the glory and give you the praise for all that comes out of our lives, driven by your spirit, based on your calling based on your creative power, based on the fact that you have a divine purpose for each one of us. Lord, help us to keep our eyes on that and not what everybody else is doing. Lord, we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's people said, listen, I just want to thank you guys for having me here today. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tvcweb.com.